Hello and welcome to the Reliable J Podcast. I'm Tessa. And I'm Josh. And today on episode two, Josh and I will be discussing our favorite songs from each studio album. Now when we talk about the studio albums, the same way we talked about them in our first episode, we're just referring to the self-titled Reliant K album, The Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek, Two Lefts Don't Make a Right But Three Do, Mm-hmm, Five Score and Seven Years Ago, Forget and Not Slow Down, Collapsible Lung, and Air for Free. We're not including their Christmas album or the Burden B-Sides. So, um, for the self-titled album called Reliant K, my favorite song on that album is called My Girlfriend. And the reason why it's my favorite is just because it's a very silly song. It's about Marilyn Manson essentially just being a cannibal and eating people eating this the, the girlfriend i think you're wrong i'm pretty sure <laughs> it's rather clear that hello mcfly is the best song it's the only song that i still listen to so that one also is a good song both songs um definitely have like their nods to pop culture it was really their like their first album where they're just kind of dipping their toes in the water so i mean but i think the uh the final testament or final nail in the coffin for this is that they played hello mcfly on their last tour and they've never played any other song and as far as i can remember how many shows did they play that song on one but how many did they play my girlfriend on zero but still i mean you're there will never it... be a song about marilyn manson on my record label <laughs> toby mack doesn't like the song all right, but just because they played it at one show does not mean that song is really that good. But, but it's I see, the best I see, where, I see your point. Okay. All right, for the next album, Anatomy, um, my favorite song is "For the Moments I Feel Faint," which is a really, really beautiful testament to God and. Yeah, this song I feel like is not one of their more popular songs, at least on this album, considering this album has so many classic OG Reliant K songs like Pressing On and Sadie Hawkins Dance. I really, really love this song. And I remember the first time I listened to it as like a really, I was like in late, late elementary school maybe. I got like so emotionally attached to it. And yeah, it's still one of my favorite songs now. Um, not to be a fake fan here, but actually the best song on that album is by far Sadie Hawkins Dance, so... See, I do like that song, and it was my very first song I ever heard from Reliant K, and they obviously still play it, but I didn't want to say it's my favorite, because... Wait, did you just call me a fake fan, because... No, I said not to be a fake fan, but my favorite is oh, okay. their most basic song. Yeah, okay, I thought you were calling me a fake fan, and I was going to say that's the reason I didn't choose that as my favorite, is because I feel like if you have heard of Reliant K... Even if you haven't heard of Reliant K, you still know that song. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you have heard Reliant K, but you're, you know, you're not necessarily as invested as Josh and I, um, the song that we you... Reel in the song you most likely know is Sadie Hawkins' Dance or Be My Escape or Who I Am Hates Who I've Been. So that's why it's not my favorite. It's just because people who know that song will be like, ooh, I love Reliant K, and that just offends me. Because, like, no, you don't know Reliant K like we do. You only know that one song from 
2001. So let's just move on to Two Lefts Don't Make a Right, but three do. This album, I had a hard time choosing what song was my favorite, just because there's two definite, like, it's very divided. It has a lot of silly songs that have fun lyrics and then um, deeper songs. And so I was just kind of split about, you know, what kind of side I liked better. But I ended up with the song Overthinking. Um, I don't really have like a really strong argument as to why I think that one is the best song. I just really, really like it. Um, I agree that that's a great song, but my favorite off the album is definitely I Am Understood. Question mark. Because it's just a great song, and I mean, can't hate, appreciate. Alright, and next we go to their fourth studio album, which is my personal favorite, Mm-hmm. And my favorite, which is arguably one of my favorite songs of all time, is I So Hate Consequences. I'm like literally getting emotional thinking about it. I don't know why I love it so much. It's just really special to me. And then I also know that when I heard this song live for the first time in 2013, I bawled because I just thought it was so beautiful live. And the way they performed it was just so perfect. And... Yeah, like I said, it's probably one of my favorite Reliant K songs of all time. And you get the live at Capitol Studios version. Yeah, Mm. that's true. But that one's Mm. not on... It's on mm -hmm, 10. Um, My favorite off mm -hmm would have to be This Week the Trend. Because it's it's like an unfound gem on the album that I feel like no one ever talks about. But it's just a really good song with the... uh, guitar line and uh, I mean I never sleep so it's about waking up at 3 p.m. which I can relate to and um, I don't know it's I feel like it has more meaning than anyone ever gives it credit for and it's never talked about but it's still a great song that song is one that I didn't appreciate until like way later way after I had listened to that album Um, you know it came out in 2004 but I mean yeah, 2004. Yeah, 2004. That sounded weird when I said it. I was like, there's no way it came out in 2004. Dang, we're getting old. So and next we're going to go to five score and seven years ago for my top pick, which I really struggled because a lot of my favorite Reliant K songs are off of this, which kind of surprises me. But I ultimately decided Deathbed, which is just a very artistic song. It's... Um, It's like around 11 minutes long and it's very much a story. The whole song is a story that it tells of a man who struggled with a lot of things including alcohol and... Liquor and nicotine. Yeah. And a bad marriage. Bad marriage. But we kind of detailed this in our last episode, Mm -hmm. so... And, but spoiler alert, at the end he accepts Jesus into his heart and goes to heaven and it's just a really really emotional beautiful song and um, in case you have not heard the song at the very end John Foreman who is the lead singer of um, a similar band to uh, to Reliant K called Switchfoot he portrays Jesus in the song and he sings and the first time that I heard Deathbed Live they actually had John Foreman there because they were on tour with Switchfoot 
and so John Foreman and Matt Thiessen like harmonized the end and it was so beautiful I shed a tear or two it was so so pretty and yeah it's just a really really good song we have and we have a friend named Pratik who um we went to a concert with and we looked over at him during deathbed and he was bawling I've never seen Pratik cry except during deathbed. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I, I don't remember this at all. I mean, I don't remember him crying, but to be fair. He was kind of like off to the side of us. Yeah, I was kind of consumed with my own excitement and stuff of the show. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, sliding. Oh, I never said mine. Um, my favorite off five score and seven years ago would definitely be 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 be. Must have done something right. Um, it's, I've always just thought it was a cool song, and now I would consider it Tessa and I's song. And then at one of the shows that we went to this last tour, I asked the boys in the band to play an acoustic for us, and they were we were front row for that show. And I looked over and I saw them pull up an acoustic, and then they played the song, and I cried. Because it was beautiful. That's a thing that happened. Okay, Forget and Not Slow Down. All right, so if you've never heard Forget and Not Slow Down, it has so many beautiful songs. I don't think there's, like, one song on that album that, like, I don't listen to. They have a lot of, like, transitional songs that aren't... They're interludes. They're not on the official track yeah, listing yeah, they're on the back. Okay. Um, so those, I mean, I, I don't even really consider as songs, but the actual, like, full-length songs, every well, single one is... Killer. Like, because the so whole, good. if you haven't heard the album, the whole album is essentially one long song that just flows into each other. It's like an opera kind of, where it the whole thing just flows together and it's a whole story album, and it's great. So picking one individual song off this album is kind of hard because, like for example, the last two songs on the uh, record are called "This Is the End" and then the last one is "If You Want It." So you can't just pick one because it's one whole like chunk of the record. It's, this is the end if you want it. So it's really hard to yeah, but they're considered down. two separate tracks. Although arguably, I think if you want it is better. But that's not even my favorite song of the album. Although if you want it does have my favorite line on the whole album. I met the devil and I stared her in the eyes. Great line. Not my favorite song on the album though. <laughs> so the song that I chose is called Therapy. I think the reason why I like this so much um, is basically. Be <clears throat> I think the reason why this is my favorite song is because it kind of just describes that whatever he chooses to do that is therapeutic can help him with his own personal struggles, and everyone has their own version of therapy. Yeah, and I just really, really like it. I really like that song, too, although I have a different take on it, which we can talk about in a later episode, um, in our, how we perceive songs. But for me, if you listen to the last episode, you know how impactful this album was on me. So it's really hard to pick for this album. I would have to say, though, my favorite is probably... Oh, jeez. Savannah, maybe? Question mark. Also, Candlelight is really good. I would have to say it's a tie. Can I do that? Can I tie? No. You have to pick one. I picked one for every single album, so you have to okay, as well. Okay, question. 
What? For Savannah. Okay, if I pick Candlelight, does it count Candlelight and Flare? And if I do Savannah, does it count Oasis, Savannah, Baby? Because th those are definitely one song broken yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, it would count. But you just could say... Okay, I pick... The actual song, not the interludes that follow it. I pick Savannah because the rest of the album is very... I don't want to say aggressive, but it's very upbeat and electric guitar-y and get in your face, get my point across, but in a loving way. And then there's Savannah, which is like a nylon string guitar with like cellos. And then they also have the tie-in to sleep in on air for free with that guitar line. And it's just a pretty song. Yes, correct. Okay, so next album is Collapsible Lung. For me, my favorite song off of that is called Don't Blink. It is the first song off the album, and I think the reason why I like it so much is because it's one of Reliant K's, like, staple songs that they play at, like, every show. And so, yeah, every single concert that I have been to of theirs, they have played that. So I think that's just why... I like it is because I've had good memories attached to it of seeing Matt Thiessen do his little hand emotions with that song every time he sings it live. Oh, this is another hard album. From These next three are going to be so hard. Actually, no, I know my answer for Air for Free. The Collapsible Lung, I have it down to... Okay, I'm going to be cheeky. I give an honorable mention to the iTunes exclusive track that's my jam featuring Owl City. It's a beautiful song full of references and it's upbeat and a summer song and everything. But if I had to pick a hands down favorite off collapsible lung, it would probably be. While you're thinking, I'm going to correct you. I, it's not an Amazon exclusive. It's exclusive. Oh, well then you're not corrected. Continue. Um, the Amazon exclusive is Terminals. Yeah, that's on... what I thought. What I thought you said, but that was not on collapsible lung. Um, I have it down to two, which would be Boomerang and Part-Time Lover. Really? That yes. surprises me so much. Although I really do like Collapsible Lung itself, too. Oh, yeah. I love that one. But I think I pick Boomerang because it's the it's the polar opposite of Collapsible Lung story-wise, mm -hmm. where he's at, like I would say, his lowest point. Um, and it's kind of like a how far he's gone over the track over the span of like 10 tracks on an album type thing. Plus I saw it live once and it was pretty awesome. I saw it live twice actually, two days in a row. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Do you have any reason why Part-Time Lover is your favorite? Cause that's it's really so, surprising. It's delightfully not Reliant K, but in the best way possible. Hmm. Like I, if I had to pick one song to say sticks out more than anything, I would say it's that song. It's almost a Maroon 5 song, is what I've heard it compared to. Is yeah, no, the I've pitch heard that. of a Maroon 5 I song. I feel like the the voice sounds nothing like Matt Thiessen. The sound of the actual you know, music sounds nothing like them. But well, I've never disliked it, you know what I mean? A reason, I didn't say this in our last episode, but the reason they made Collapsible Lung was because Matt Thiessen writes for like Katy Perry, Owl City, all these super popular people. So they wanted to see if they could do something like that just to break into the mainstream. And that song is just like the most 
try hard at it, and it's something that they said, because they got really bad critical reception on the album, and they said it's just something that we had to do, it's something that had to happen as a band. So I feel like that song most points to where they wanted to try to go, so I respect it a lot. Alright, so the final album, Air For Free, which in our last episode where we ranked all of the albums in what order um, they are for our favorites, I had Air For Free as my second most favorite album, and that's because there's so many songs on it that I seriously love. When we were um, making our lists for this and we weren't showing each other our lists because we wanted to go through this as like a obviously not telling each other and then so we could talk about it she was making her list and she just looks up and goes i can't decide i was like what album she's like air for free i literally can't pick like there's more than one i can't do this yeah so for air for free i have so many favorites but i kind of let one particular aspect decide this for me just because i personally could not pick which one can i make a guess sure empty house no Dang it, I really thought you would go for Empty House. The, the main thing that let me decide this was I listened to it the most... Uh, wait, I said that wrong. It was my most listened to song on Spotify in the that, year 2017. That's the one that I would have guessed for you a second. That was the one that was fighting for the one I ultimately picked. So, I'm glad you picked it. So based on that, I mean, I, I definitely knew that I liked it, but the fact that I had it... I listened to this song more than any other song in the year 2015, or 2015, I mean 2017, I guess just goes to show how much I really like it and I don't get sick of it and it's heartache. And um, again, I don't necessarily have like a definitive answer of why I like that one more than everything else or why I listen to it. I just really, really like it. And I would also say that um, most of the time that I listen to music, it is in the car on the way to work or on my way, you know, traveling to and from school or whatever. What a banging road trip song. Yeah, and that one, that heartache is just the perfect song to roll your windows down, have your arms sticking out the window, and... In December. <laughs> no. Oh, I, I, do, I do this in December. Anyway, but it, heartache <laughs> is just the perfect car song. So that's probably why I listen to it a lot, but it's just a really, really, really good, strong song off the album. Um, as I said, the one that I knew you were going to pick is the one that I couldn't decide between this song or Heartache, and it's because, okay, quick backstory. If you haven't figured it out yet based on this episode or the episode before it, I'm really big into the story and the emotions behind their songs. And there's the trilogy of Forget It Not, Slow Down, Collapsible, and Air For Free. And Air For Free for me is a past it album because Matt Thiessen got married shortly before writing it. And so the song that sticks out the most for me... Oh my gosh. (laughs) The song that sticks out the most for me is Mountaintop because it's just such a upbeat love song that like... Besides Heartache is the only other one on the album that like truly sticks out for me, like how much, how far he's come since Forget and Not Slow Down. And it's like a, it's like the third movie in a trilogy when you see the character development, but with Matt Teasing. So, yeah. 
All right, so just in summary, I was kind of like looking at my list and deciding, or kind of thinking about it. And the first album, Reliant K, was the one that I struggled with picking a favorite. Not that I dislike any of the songs, it's just I really, truly don't listen to them very much just because they have such a different sound quality to them. Um, but for all the other albums, it was pretty hard for me to pick a favorite, especially Air for Free. It was easy for me to do Reliant K through five score and seven years ago, but once you got to Forget and Not Slow Down, those three albums, it was nearly impossible for me. It wasn't really impossible for me. It wasn't really impossible for me for Forget and Not Slow Down and Collapsible Lung, but it, there was definitely like me toying with you know whether one song or the other but man air for free was so hard for me just because that is such a man they just really knocked it out of the park for me on air for free it's easier to pick a least favorite song than even think about a favorite song is your least favorite air for free the song air for free um it's between air for free and probably I was going to say my my least favorite least favorites would be Cat and Elephant Parade not because they're bad songs I just I feel like I don't know the words as well to those so I sing them less but man I'm just like going through (laughs) want to talk about not knowing the words there was this time in my life when I was yeah there's one song off the album called Empty House that we when Josh and I both first listened to them, we were like um, very confused. confused. Yeah, That's because the song is very auto-tuned, which is like intentionally auto-tuned. It was an artistic decision, not yeah. a Matt Thiessen can't sing decision. Yeah, it wasn't really to actually tune his voice. It was to give it a different feel to the song. And, and oh, sorry. There's a lot of mumbling in the song. And then a couple months after the album came out, the band was talking about it, the guitar player specifically who produced part of the album, and he said that Matt Thiessen sent him a concept for, like, he didn't have all the lyrics finished, so he just sat down at his home piano, said what he had, and mumbled out the rest, and then the guitar player said, I love it, that's what we're putting on the album, and they talked about it for a bit, threw an auto-tune filter on it, and it, that's what got on the album. And it's a beautiful, powerful song, even though half the words aren't even there. And in my opinion, I mean, you can say yours too, but the way I perceive the song, the more I listen to it, is the actual song sounds very sad, and it's very, um, I don't know what the word would be, but it like focuses mostly on piano, his voice, and then that auto-tune filter. That, yeah, that's pretty much all that's I mean, it's not, it's very simple. Stylistic. And the actual tune of the song is pretty sad, and but I, I don't think it's supposed to be a sad song, and I think that's what makes it almost like, I don't know, I feel like if you were just to listen to that song and not really pay attention, you probably would think it's a sad song about like a breakup or something. But he say, obviously had just gotten married, so... I would say it's the exact opposite to when 21 Pilot says... Listen, I know this one's a contradiction because of how happy it sounds, but the lyrics are so down. Yeah, exactly. So it, it sounds like a sad song, but the lyrics are saying, you know... This is the last time I can say it with a straight face. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. 
because I don't want to do it unless you're... Then it's just left on an empty. Yeah, the last but. sentence of the song is not even a full sentence, but... And also, to anyone who hates on the autotune, I've heard this song live, and autotune... It's great live. Like, there's ambience there, but the autotune definitely adds something artistically to the song that isn't there live, and so it was a very stylistic decision on purpose. I was just going to say that, <laughs> um, well, now you made me lose my thought because you interrupted me. Sorry. Well, I guess that's a good place to stop yeah, for you're this right. podcast. I can't even think of what I was going to say. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, have a great day, and may the horse be with you. I don't